United States Medical Center for Federal Prisoners, located here in Springfield, Missouri, has been home to many notable offenders. My favorite, John Sacramoni, boss of the fictional Luperazzi family in The Sopranos. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower, you're listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. I, my friends, am Andy Carr. And I'm Dan Howell, co-host of Springfield's number one podcast. Co-hosts and food. buddies. <laughs> Dan, my voice is back. It is. <laughs> yeah, you guys may have noticed that the last couple episodes, my voice was pretty much totally shot. I sounded like I was about 10 years older than I am and that I'd smoked about uh, 2,000 more cigarettes than I have, which is, uh, that, that would mean... That I've smoked 2001. <laughs> 2001 uh, smoke odyssey. <laughs> I smoked half a cigarette once and I didn't inhale it, but somebody <laughs> handed it to me and I was really desperate for friends at the time. I didn't know these people. I was like, oh, sure. Why not? And then I just felt like a fraud. <laughs> like I do almost every time around other people. Well, hey, you know, it's uh, it's very big of you to let me smoke here in the studio, just chain smoke packs of cigarettes, knowing that you've never actually had one. Dan loves those Marlboro Reds. Oh, I, I, he's a I'm a devil Marlboro of a boy. Man. <laughs> so the story with my voice was first I got a cold and obviously that affected my voice but i was reading a book to my class leading up to halloween it was the witches by ruald Dahl. Mm. did you read that as a kid yeah that's a creepy one yeah so there's a character named the grand high witch and she's you know obviously like the boss of all these other witches and i give her this this wild cackly voice and i love doing it it's like one of my favorite parts of any day that i get to read it and it's very dramatic and i like stalk around the room and i'm very animated <laughs> And I was sick and I was like, I probably shouldn't do this. I'm going to ruin my voice, but I couldn't help it. It was just too much fun. Got to so. do it for the kids. <laughs> then we showed up to the Scullies episode and I was just raspy and could barely <laughs> talk. Anyway. <laughs> Honestly, I think you might be overestimating how much your voice changed. As somebody who was present for the last two records, I, I didn't notice a huge difference. I'm sure that's true. I could feel it. It just felt different <laughs> in my throat. You know you know how that goes. Well, you also re-listened to all these episodes like 10, 20 times. I so. wish that weren't true. <laughs> it's more like four or five, but it's mostly to check uh, and make sure everything sounds good. <laughs> Andy, are you ready to get into our food this week? I am. We kind of had an odd choice for a place to cover this week, but it turned out to be, uh, well, we'll save how it turned out to be until we get to our review. Yeah, this week's quite the barn burner. Yeah, where did we re- where did we read this week, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> where did we eat this week? Well, I didn't read anywhere this week, Andy. <laughs> Tell me about it. I went to want to get a pizza just today. Did did I bring that food to you right before this record? Do you have short-term memory loss? <laughs> God, I wish. <laughs> is, did you get mementoed? <laughs> that is why you have a pizza tattoo, a fresh pizza tattoo on your chest. It says, brought pizza to tower. <laughs> <laughs> Want to get this question mark? <laughs> so let's hear a little bit about the history of want to get a pizza. Want to Get a Pizza dates back almost 16 years to January of 2013 when siblings John Huntley and Susan Gann first began serving up their trademark thin and crispy wheat crust pies. Starting a restaurant had been a decade-long dream for John and his sister jumped at the chance to join him, abandoning a 15-year career in banking to enter the pizza biz. The pair were at least third-generation Springfieldians, a fact they proclaimed with pride when promoting their humble shop, tucked away deep in the heart of the city's medical mile. John, Susan, and Susan's husband, Joe, co-owned the business and founded it without debt, which, if you know anything about the restaurant industry, is quite rare and pretty crazy. The first year was a struggle, but word eventually got around about Wanagetta, or at least it got around enough. If you want it, you can have it, but you gotta learn to reach out there and grab it. Susan and John originally posited want to get a pizza as, quote, a healthier alternative to traditional pizza. What made want to get as pizza healthier? The use of part skim low moisture mozzarella, for one thing, but especially the choice of wheat flour over white in the recipes John developed for the dough used for the pizza, calzone, strombolis, and even in bread bowls for salads. 
John also used to stress the importance of not overdoing it with toppings, keeping reasonable, balanced levels of cheese, veggies, and meats while also maintaining tastiness. Susan's specialty was house-made salad dressings for those greens stuffed bread bowls, dressings that excluded preservatives and other chemical additives. The dressings became popular enough that Wanageta began bottling them for sale under the label Sweet Sue's Salad Dressing. If you want, you can still grab a bottle of the sweet celery seed, French onion, or garlic dressings, or even purchase a dry mix to make your own sweet celery. However, after a 10 years plus run, Huntley and the Gans wanted to get out of the pizza biz. They sold the place to a man named David Tibbles, who increased prices a little bit and introduced novelty to the menu. Items like the bacon cheeseburger pizza, which features mustard and ketchup for its sauce. Yum. In fairness, I haven't tried it, but also in fairness, I never ever would. Even as many things have changed for wanting to get a pizza, the most important things have stayed the same. Yes, the classic Huntley Gans salads, bread bowls, and crisply crackling ultra-thin crusts live on. And just may live on forever. Yeah, that bio goes out to my dad. <laughs> Big Queen fan. We went to go see Bohemian Rhapsody together a couple weeks ago, and I thought it was kind of a bad movie that I really enjoyed watching, like a good bad movie. But dad loved it. Loved it. I'm so happy that he loved it. It's, you know, cool. I've been kind of curious about the movie. All the trailers just show, um, <laughs> like, silent footage with uh, actual queen songs uh -huh. in the background which uh i don't think bodes very well for a movie whenever they don't include any dialogue in the trailer because it maybe means the dialogue is bad buddy gotta tell you that's an accurate assessment hey I, i'm still into it i'll watch uh the worst dialogue if it's in a biopic about well, a beloved artist the dialogue in the movie is so bad that it's almost like watching walk hard like it's a parody of oh, musical biopics that sounds great i'm i really loved watching this movie uh, while also thinking this is a pretty pretty terrible work of you know, dramatized nonfiction. Was there a lot of, oh, this is a queen, a killer queen? <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> oh. not, not that exactly, but there are moments where there's, there's no way that they wrote the song in this way or had the idea for the song in this way. That is 100% <laughs> my favorite trope in music biopics. I need uh, to go see it This now. movie's for you. There's like five different scenes where they come up with a song on the spot and it's like instantly genius <laughs> that reminds me of uh walk hard whatever oh, Kristen yeah. Wiig says don't you go write the song right now dewey cox <laughs> he stared off into space oh. well, this movie has the framing device where it starts before they're about to go on stage at live aid and then ends at live aid spoiler but it's very much like walk hard you know at the beginning of walk hard he's going up for yeah. some sort of you know, tribute show, and they, the guy says, Dewey Cox likes to think about his entire life before he plays. <laughs> oh, Tim Meadows in Walk Hard. Walk Hard is one of my absolute favorite comedies it's of so all time. Good. I love that movie. It's, it's, it's weirdly shaggy for a movie that's like 85 minutes long, <sighs> but I still really like it a lot. It's so good. So the music stuff in the Queen movie is really great. And it's like at least half the movie is actual music performances well not i shouldn't say actual music performances it's there's characters in the movie playing music and they've synced everything up to where you really can't tell that they're not playing it it's pretty amazing they're I've using never, the original queen audio though i think so hmm. I, I think especially they recreate most of that wembley stadium live aid show and it's it's amazing like it's a 20 minute oh, sequence wow. of just music that sounds awesome it, it's worth the price for mission if you can see it on a big screen with an nice sound system it, just for that last 20 minutes it's pretty amazing i'm excited for bohemian rhapsody too. the uh, adam <laughs> lambert years to come out here down the road <laughs> I think so, Brian Singer is going to kill it on that one. He probably won't even get fired. <laughs> Let's get back to Want to Get a Pizza. Dan, had you been there prior to our trip today? I had been to Want to Get a Pizza exactly one time before today. I don't even know that I had ever actually been inside the pizza shop. I had 
picked one up in some in hindsight mysterious circumstances i've actually uh-huh. i thought my buddy luke took me to want to get a pizza my lovely lovely friend luke lovely luke lovely luke he used to work at want to get a pizza under the previous oh. ownership whenever i discussed this with him he bought that yes we would have gone there together but whenever i told him the pizza we got his explicit words were I would never get that pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of second guessing myself, but I, I really don't think I had it with anybody else. But we actually had the same pizza today, which we'll get into. Yeah. And it's something that's stuck in my memory from all those years ago, probably talking seven, eight years ago now uh, that I had to try again. And we did. I found it to be quite the indelible pie myself, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't written. That came off the dome. <laughs> that, that, that sentence is that's quite the sentence. That's really the epitome of Andy Carr. Actually, I got a text from Andy a couple days ago that just said, did you know that they have tables and chairs at the pageant? I'm in heaven. And I thought to my, he took a little picture of his beer there at the pageant in St. Louis where he was seeing Tom York. And I was no, just it wasn't like, Tom York. It was oh, boy, genius. genius. Yes. Tom York is later, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. We'll get into all that. <laughs> but it just really surmised Andy in just a few words for me. I was so me. excited to not have to stand up for this show. Excited enough that you had to text somebody about uh-huh. it. I was like looking forward to watching. Walking back to the Airbnb and not having aching knees. I was very excited. I, you were not the only person I texted about that, by the way. There's like three or four other people right now that are saying, oh, he wasn't just texting that to me. I th- thought that was like a special text. I worked a while to cook up a snarky <laughs> comment to send you back, but I figured I'd just take it up with you on the show today. <laughs> That's awesome. Pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pizza. I know that I'd been to want to get a pizza at some point before, probably when they first opened, but I wasn't still in high school when they first opened. And I'm pretty sure my family tried it out, but I had no memory of it whatsoever. And a couple weeks ago, whenever you suggested that we do it for the podcast, I had kind of forgotten that it existed. We kind of went back and forth on what pizza shop to talk about first. We hadn't covered pizza yet. And uh, egregious. <laughs> it was my first choice. I, I just have this specific memory of this specific pizza from all those years ago. And I just kept arguing. I said, Dan, People don't like pizza. People don't (laughs) want to hear about pizza. You fool. (laughs) I mean, there was a bit of an argument over, not exactly an argument, but Andy just kind of enlightened me to how many fantastic pizza places we have here in town and how many like pseudo iconic pizza places we have. He just kept on going through the list. And then at a certain point, we just kind of thought it would be fun to do one to get a pizza because (laughs) to to do one that was not on the list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, here it is. Dan went and picked us up to want to get a pizzas and their signature sunflower salad, as well as a dessert right before we recorded today. So, Dan, why don't you tell us a little bit about the pizzas you picked? Thank goodness there was nothing on the menu explicitly titled the Wanna Get a Pizza. Oh, yeah. I believe there was a whole lot of pizza, and then maybe the Wanna Get a Salad or something like that. You're safe. I, I'm going to go ahead and say that neither of those fit the dedict. You're okay. Thank goodness. It has to be word for word, right? No portmanteaus, no puns, word for word. And I very much wanted to get the Tropical Punch pizza, which was that pizza from so many years ago that's stuck in my mind and in my craw. I find that name so off-putting. And I actually didn't know that it was called that until after we ate and I was looking Mm -hmm. it up. I hate punch drinks. Hate them. But thinking about the actual pizza, it makes sense because it's essentially a Hawaiian pizza with a little bit more punch to it. Sure. A little more heat than normal. First, I got to tell you about the atmosphere in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that is, it's very nice. <laughs> worth our worth our delay. Nice. It's very nice in there. I went in there at 11 a.m. this morning, just right after they opened the doors. Um, I actually kind of snuck in. He didn't even realize I was in there. I think he was doing some prep for the day. You're a stealthy man. I Agile. I walk on my tiptoes. <laughs> didn't even notice I was in there. Finally turned around, apologized for my weight. Hadn't been that long, but whatever. And then he was very helpful with my ordering process. It had been years since I had been here. Um, I knew that I wanted the tropical punch. I also knew that I wanted to get a cheese pizza just for, I don't know, kind of a base level uh, scoring. Like the control group in an experiment. 
Yeah, it's actually called the control on the menu. Could I get the tropical punch in the control, please? <laughs> they should call it the control <laughs> um, for us. And we also got a sunflower salad. Yes, there are. There have been several articles in the newsletter about want to get a pizza over the years, and almost all of them specifically mention the sunflower salad. Really? Yes. That that seems kind of wild to me, honestly. I think it must be the name, partially, maybe with the alliteration. <sighs> A lot of it has to do with that bread bowl, I'm sure, uh-huh. because I've never had a salad served in a bread bowl before. Um, whenever I ordered this, he made it all fresh to order. Mm-hmm. I literally watched him roll out the dough, lay it in a bowl, and then pop that in the pizza oven. I really liked the look in there because the pizza oven is just right behind the checkout, uh-huh. so you can kind of see everything coming in and coming out. Whenever our pizzas came out of the oven, I could hear the cheese popping on them. Ooh. So everything was prepared very fresh this morning. It's kind of what you get whenever you show up right whenever the doors open and they're unprepared for you entirely. That's poetry, man. So why don't you tell us what all comes on that sunflower salad, Dan? Andy, it's quite the salad. There's a lot of stuff on there. Three types of lettuce, uh-huh. or so I read in the menu. I couldn't really spot out the three different types. I also wasn't trying all that hard. Yeah, I didn't know that, and I never would have guessed that there were three <laughs> yeah. types. Yeah. Um, I don't know that there are three different types of lettuce available <laughs> in the Springfield area. Yeah, we have, um, we have we'll a two-lettuce law. No, we'll, we'll check it's into that. It's that infamous two-lettuce law from 1977. <laughs> there shall hereby be no more than two lettuces in one salad. <laughs> well, <laughs> consider them... Rob a Halford plus joke. <laughs> wow. Um, playing it fast and loose this week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so this, this salad, it's all served in their uh, wheat crust bread bowl. The same wheat crust that adorns the pizza. Best part of the whole salad. I have to say my opinion. Yeah. Th- there's no croutons in it because mm. the bread bowl, you kind of, mash up and that acts as your bread for the salad uh so in addition to the three different types of lettuce there was also broccoli as well as cauliflower Mm. big chunks of red onions plenty of sunflowers of course sunflower seeds sunflower seeds (laughs) yeah just the just a whole sunflowers no we're talking full in bloom massive sunflowers just three stacked up on top of this lettuce yeah weird salad i get why that would get some attention in the (laughs) papers yeah it does make sense now we know we didn't think about this before why that would be such a big deal but no i get i get it now now with sunflower seeds a little bit they should have called it the major league salad buddy because this because the baseball players spit out the seeds no all right continue That'd be funny if baseball players popped open those sunflowers and then spit out the kernels and the shells. <laughs> just spit out the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, they just want that salt. <laughs> uh, that, that really is all what they want. Definitely what I did as a kid. <laughs> did not even understand that you were supposed to eat what was inside the seeds. Had no idea. Oh, I've eaten my fair share of sunflower seeds whole. Just gnash that <laughs> shell to the point. You swallow them like a vitamin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am a disgusting person. <laughs> the gentleman who took my order. Asked me what kind of dressing I wanted on it. I kind of assumed it would come with some sort of house-made sunflower dressing. I kind of assumed that that was why uh-huh. it was such a big deal. But it did not. Uh, he did, however, offer me an option between the three different house-made dressings. They have some others there, but he wanted me to try the house-made. And then he even offered to just send me off with all three in little to-go cups. Love that. How generous. That's great. Yeah. Didn't I didn't even have that. to ask. Yeah, it a lot was, of places make you choose. I'm calling out you, black sheep ASAP. Not making me choose two <laughs> dips. No, give me all four dips. Anyway, go ahead. Give me the dips. Uh, new segment. Give me the dips. <laughs> uh, want to get a pizza? Five stars on the dip front. If really? we can call those dressings dips, I guess. Ooh, uh, let's get into that. Five stars for the dressings from you? I, You know, I really loved all the dressings, actually. There was a... Uh, my main one that I did with my portion of the salad was the celery seed dressing, which I honestly thought that that would be my least favorite uh-huh. of them. I'm not a big fan of celery taste, but it just had a real nice sweetness, almost like a sweet onion dressing. That That is the trademark dressing for wine. Oh, really? Pizza. Yeah. That's one that uh, Susan talked about a lot in the articles. 
Well, there was also the Greek dressing, which I'm just not a big fan of Greek dressings mm-hmm. in general. It was almost pure olive oil, except really sweet. It was like sugary olive really? oil, like syrupy almost. I added that after I already had the celery uh-huh. on there, so I re- really wasn't sure where the sweetness was coming from. And then there was the French onion as well. or Thousand Islands. No, right? French dressing. Not French, French dressing. onion, not Thousand Island. French dressing. Gotcha. Which is made with onions, so I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like you were all thinking. <laughs> And that one was delicious as well. Stan doesn't know the difference between a soup and a dressing, you guys. (laughs) What a dummy. Oh, my God. What an affliction to not know the difference between a soup and a dressing. Just the temperature, right? No. (laughs) Not just the temperature. You think a bowl of ranch dressing served warm is the same as a bowl of chicken noodle soup? It's not ranch dressing. It is soup. All right, Andy. I think we're gonna have to. <laughs> That's what chowder is. Have a little That's talk after chowder. The show. You just put fish into some ranch. Oh my god! Some clams. All right. Stay tuned for the chowder episode next week. Where I know we lots <laughs> about food. Just poison ourselves with buttermilk ranch. What is happening right now? We have not even talked about the pizza. Sweet teller was my favorite as well, but all of these, you know, we're joking about them being like soups or whatever. I thought they were more like syrups. These were so sweet that they were, they were almost like syrup. Sweet. Yeah. And that's fine. It's maybe not my preferred uh, predominant taste in a dressing though. I would like them to have be a little bit more savory. These were very sweet. Yeah. Um, sweet Sue's. It makes sense. Yeah. They, they were sweet Sue's branded. You could also buy a bottle of any of these dressings at the counter. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of French dressing, but this one really had me going. I dipped a little piece of cauliflower in it. Ugh. It was very tasty. Uh, really masked that disgusting cauliflower yeah, flavor. Yeah, that's the thing. I did not understand the popularity of the salad, mostly based on its components, like the, not, the parts that weren't the dressing. Sure. Dressing is a different thing. They're fine. It wasn't really my taste, but I get why people like it. And the bread bowl is interesting. Yes. It's basically, it is a pizza crust. Yes. You know, it's the same dough. John Huntley talked about that. Oh, he rolled that. it out in the shape of a pizza crust. Mm-hmm. I thought that he was preparing our first pizza, actually. Yeah. And then he just laid it inside of a big metal bowl. Right. Baked it like that. It, the ingredients just didn't make a whole lot of sense together to me. I mean, I love broccoli. I'm not a big fan of cauliflower. It's just texture. Yeah, I really not don't like cauliflower texture, either. But I just, I did not care for the salad. I'm just kind of lukewarm on it. I think you had talked it up a lot through some text, just telling me how much word it had gotten right. in the papers. I hadn't <laughs> talked it up. I just said that that's one of the things that they'd built their reputation on. Andy was just freaking over this sunflower oh, salad, just begging me, <laughs> please, Dan, give me a sunflower salad. I'll pay you back Tuesday. <laughs> so we did get the tropical punch pizza. And what we- comes on that? It's mozzarella cheese, obviously. Ham, pineapple, bacon, jalapenos, and mandarin oranges. Ooh, the real yeah. kicker there. Yeah. We were looking at the pizza whenever we first got it and trying to decide if it was a blend of cheese because we had that pale white mozzarella, but then there were these orange sort of glob, not globs, it's not the right word, but... Puddles. Yeah, orange puddles, sure, mixed in. And then we eventually realized that those were the mandarin oranges. They mm-hmm. sort of melted down into the cheese and man, it looked good. It looked great. The pizza looked good. Aesthetically pleasing. I kind of feel like the last time I had it, the mandarin oranges kind of kept their structure a little more. Like maybe it was topped after baking. But man, the they the way they kind of melted in there, you couldn't really tell that there were mandarin oranges mm-hmm. on it had you not read the menu. Yeah. Um, you could have just taken like that extra citrus profile as maybe something a part of the pineapple pieces. Right. Well, I thought the two different types of sweetness in there were pretty distinct. You know, most people have had the pineapple and jalapeno and Canadian bacon combination on a pizza before. This had a very distinct flavor that was different from a normal Hawaiian pizza. And I think it must have come from the combination of that wheat crust and the mandarin oranges. Those mandarin bites were a little bit tangier than the pineapple. And also, they went real easy on the pineapple. There was not a ton of pineapple on there, which I liked. But if you got a bite with 
you know, just the mandarin orange and the jalapeno. Oh, it was great. That blend of sweet and spicy was just fantastic. And pineapple on pizza gets drugged through the mud a lot, I feel. I, n- not my top choice, but I'll eat it. It's not one that I yeah. avoid. I'm not avoiding it like I avoid, you know, stuff with black olives or something. But it, it was really Persifal just pizza. the combo of the mandarin oranges and like the spiciness of the jalapeno that I remember from those many, many years ago that called me back to want to get a pizza that was the first thing i mentioned to you was these mandarin oranges on the pizza and maybe that was an item added after the ownership changed because you said they added it, it wasn't oh they, really this is one of their well-known pizzas from the beginning they, they were really proud of this one as they should have been i'm very proud of it as well <laughs> i want to get a little bumper sticker uh on my car about this pizza before i actually took my first bite what i noticed just looking at the pizza so the edges of the crust were burned almost black, which I was very into. I use this word a lot, overuse it perhaps. But when I see a blackened crust, that tells me the pizza I'm about to eat is going to be worthy of one of my favorite adjectives. Crispy, baby. <laughs> what was your first impression, Dan? Uh, well, I'm not a psycho like you, so <laughs> none of that ran through my brain. You know, the only option they have up there is the thin crust. It's their thin wheat crust. Incorrect. What? They have a deep dish. Yes, they do have (laughs) one single deep dish option. But that aside, it's all this thin wheat crust. And I agree with you. That kind of blackened edge gave such a good crisp to the outer piece. Now, this is a square cut pizza. We should Uh probably make clear. So you have those slices on the outside. And then in the middle, the crust is pretty soft um not near as crispy as it is towards the outer edges and i'm not sure if that's by design or it just wasn't cooked at high enough temperature maybe but either way i love the i love having a couple different options i like you know i'm i'm the type that likes the uh kind of soggy fries and the real crispy nubs i I love it all i understand what you mean and i appreciate that disposition i do not agree in the fry in the fry sector but i'm with you on the pizza it's nice to have a little bit of variation bite to bite we're gonna have to get into the fries a little later not this episode but someday (laughs) uh full episode dedicated to them full-on fry guy festival (laughs) so write that down karen (laughs) (laughs) no 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 no. we don't need you on the mic that's just every 10 episodes just with pencil or pen just choose just choose one type it don't i don't care it's fine yeah, Karen, logistically, we can't have you on the mic every week, so... <laughs> too much too much setup. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into the dessert. Speaking of sweetness, like Karen? <laughs> I don't know. She's real sweetie. <laughs> yeah. So, you brought us a blackberry cobbler, which we had not discussed, and Dan, I gotta say, I appreciate your initiative. I know that you know how much I love dessert, and you brought some dessert. Now... I don't want to say I was goaded into buying this dessert, but it was sitting out on the counter as I was checking out. And he asked me, uh, hey, we just got some blackberry cobbler out of the oven. Would you like some of that as well? He sounded a lot like you, except for that first <laughs> word. Yeah, he looked like <laughs> me, too. It's weird. I think we were twins. <laughs> Is this a parent trap scenario, or are you just yes. trying to get me back together with my I am long-lost actually twin? actually Nancy Myers. I don't know if... You- this is a reverse parent <laughs> trap. Spoken I, like somebody who has not seen I Parent Trap in a while. I already planned a Nancy Myers reference for later. Okay? It's already on the books. I just want you to know. Spoiler alert, listeners. <laughs> get your Nancy Myers bibliography out and try and find out what's coming. <laughs> It's actually not for this episode. It's for the episode's going to come out before this recording after Ooh, this. <laughs> a little <laughs> anyway, future this, past this scenario. is all getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> the dessert, blackberry cobbler, rich, buttery, a true homemade dessert. I loved that about it. The fruit was clearly real fruit rather than like a packaged corn syrup based yes. pie filling, which you'll get at a lot of places. Don't mind it. Not ideal, but I'll still eat it because I love dessert. I did wish we had some ice cream with it. Now... Normally, it would come with ice cream, he told me. So, that's the thing. I told the gentleman up there this was my first time having one to get a pizza. You filthy liar. (laughs) I thought you were an ethical, upstanding citizen. And here you are telling lies to strangers. Well, I just wanted to make him feel good about 
walking a new customer through their first experience. Oh, it was for him. All right, you did it. You <laughs> lied for his own good. I get it. I've heard this now, all before. Here's what I'm getting at, Andy, is he could have just sold me this Blackberry Cobbler as is sans ice cream at regular price, even though it's supposed to come with ice cream. But instead, he divulged to me it's supposed to come with ice cream. We do not have ice cream right right now. He said the boss man was out getting ice cream. Like I said, it Call was me Mr. Tibbles. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. I Tibbles was out <laughs> getting. I am so sorry. I keep interrupting you. <laughs> I can't help. It. I don't know what's going on. So the guy gave me twenty percent off because oh. there was no ice cream in there. That's just wonderful customer service i gotta say that the ice cream is at least 60 percent of the appeal of eating a hot dessert and he probably should have given you 60 percent off but you know what he didn't have to do any of it so all right i take obviously it back. screwed up dude this is a joke he's <laughs> that's so nice of him to do that and absolutely not necessary yeah the service was on point up there in every regard i mean just just down to being able to watch the same person who took my order make all my food and Probably ice cream wouldn't have held up very well anyway, because I did have to take it to your house, and then we ate pizza, and then we ate the dessert. Yeah. Either way, that blackberry cobbler was so good. Yeah. I don't know if I've had many desserts for the podcast yet, so I'm going to go ahead and throw this one in the Pantheon. Oh, okay. Top five spring food mo desserts for little Danny over here. <laughs> little Danny. That crust was... Ooh, thick yeah. and buttery oh my god that crust was warm. so good it was still warm when it got here yeah and like i said he had just pulled it out it was on the counter steam still coming off of it it was almost a trap that had been placed there for me to buy <laughs> um i i wouldn't be surprised if they just keep it out on the counter like that to get people like yeah. my eyes locked to it i'm pretty sure that was the tactic yeah it was very good we got a cheese pizza as well just a plain cheese yeah it was good. It was good. It was good cheese pizza. It was very cheesy. I never eat cheese pizza. I just... Me neither. I mean, if it is there, I'll have a slice of cheese pizza. But it's definitely not my go-to order. Mm -hmm. I kind of just got it because I figured you would want a control group. Mm -hmm. It was more for you than it was for me. Oh, you're so... You're so we, um, we get it. You're selfless. <laughs> That's the recurring theme here is Dan really needs us to know how selfless he is. <laughs> Andy, what'd you think of all this food? <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was very good. I was surprised. Not that I was expecting it to be bad, but I was surprised at just how much I liked it. I kind of thought it was going to be just a baseline three-star experience. And speaking of that, Dan, how many out of five Mythical Medical Mile Unseen Strip Mall storefronts would you rate want to get a pizza? Thank you, Andy, for making this something very easy to rate this out of. Um, <laughs> listeners may remember a couple weeks back, whenever we reviewed Bambinos, we decided to rate them out of old grocery stores, old-timey <laughs> grocery stores. And whenever I gave my rating, I just shouted, uh, four old restaurants <laughs> <laughs> out of mythical medical mile unseen, unseen store strip mall storefronts. Strip mall storefronts. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should be. I think this is easily a four. Want to get a pizza? I don't know how it's not more popular. I don't know why I don't hear about it more often. I don't know how much more of a healthy option that it is compared to other pizza spots. But I would put this up against some of the greasiest pizza in town. That, yeah. The wheat crust is delicious. I mean, you got to be in the mood for a thin crust or a deep dish, which we didn't review today. So later on in our podcast, we'll get a lot deeper into pizza. So let's not get bogged down in the thin crust versus deep dish versus pain. No, I want to do this now. <laughs> right now, <laughs> 35 minutes into let's an inane discussion this. about one place no one's heard of. You want to get into it? <laughs> so... I'm going to preface my rating a little bit. Oh, of course. With a little speculation. <laughs> I think the combination of a unique take on a familiar dish and uh, the low visibility kind of hidden location must have resulted in want to get a pizza earning a legion of loyal followers, but maybe not a large legion. There's a real rush that comes with that feeling of knowing about a place nobody else does, like an addictive quality. And I think that must have been a key factor to want to get as sustained success despite its weird location they also used to have a take and bake pizza oh, option really? that was a big part of their business and i bet that that maybe they still do it but i bet that that has 
helps sustain them, especially being close to the hospitals. So they have a lot of, you know, young parents getting off work to pick up something semi-healthy to go and not having the pressure of getting it on the table quickly. You know, then get home, do the chores, get the kids dressed, whatever. I think that would be great. Uh, I think a thin crust pizza usually bakes better in a home oven than like a standard rising crust. Yeah. That sounds awesome. So all that said, cool place. More people should go there. Cool stuff. Cool store. Cosmic fish. I'm going to go with (laughs) four mythical medical mile unseen strip mall storefronts as well, Dan. (laughs) Man, have we rated anything the same besides our lauded five star Fakim visit? Uh, I don't think so. Well, Scully's now. Oh, retroactively. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Cool indeed. And Andy, before we move along, uh, all this talk of just healthy pizza options is really making me feel myself. I I feel like I need to get something out here. Cheese me. I need a little cheese now. Sauce me. And sauce it up well. Thin wheat. Edges so crispy. Help me find a healthy lunch. I want to get a pizza like an animal. I want some takeout from the inside. I want to get a pizza like an animal. The only thing that I want. I I want that crispy wheat crust. Thanks for that, Dan. Uh, quite disturbing. Thank you. It just uh, It's a good mix of the uh, darkness in my heart as well as my love for wanting to get a pizza. <laughs> All right. Time for our next segment. <laughs> a mini review of Craft Sushi, the new spot on the northeast corner of Sunshine and National. Here we go. What you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? Chipotle for sushi. That's how co-owner Michael Cho described his vision in a news leader article from a few weeks ago about his new spot, Craft Sushi. Michael and his wife and co-owner Jenny see Craft Sushi as a spot where diners know exactly where all their food came from. They attempt to locally source as many ingredients as possible. They also fly on fresh, never-frozen fish from Hawaii and the Northwest and make all sauces in-house. Jenny and Michael are veterans of the Springfield food service industry. In fact, Michael remains the director of hospitality at Hickory Hills Country Club, while Jenny presumably runs the day-to-day at Kraft Sushi. It's clear that these people are passionate about good, clean food and serving Springfield its first fully customizable healthy sushi and poke bowls. Uh, I want to give credit to the reporting of Alyssa Zhu, who wrote the article from which almost all that information came. It appeared in the August 30th, 2018 newsletter uh, on page C1. <laughs> I only made it to like B2 that week, actually. So. Did you know that newspapers actually come out every day, not every week? <laughs> it's not just Sundays. That could be the problem. <laughs> so since we already spent a whole lot of time, I want to get a pizza. Let's just try to make quick work of this review. Dan, are you a big sushi boy? I'd say I'm a little sushi boy. Oh. I enjoy sushi very much. However, my absolutely rough and rugged <laughs> girlfriend <laughs> yeah sure she'd love to be called rough I'm, and rugged i'm just trying to change it up you know she can be a dime piece and she can also be rough and rugged and handsome <laughs> Lindsay and, told me she thought dime piece was like an insult she had to look up <laughs> what it was it's like oh so it's a nice thing she thought we were making fun <laughs> she's very sweet <laughs> <laughs> no that would be a nickel piece <laughs> oh <laughs> That's that's when you need okay, to watch out. Sushi, sushi. <laughs> we have to stay on topic. That was my fault. But anyway, lovely, rough, rugged, handsome, beautiful girlfriend of mine, Dan Howell. She can't eat avocado. Mm-hmm. So I was very excited whenever you brought this new spot to my attention because she loves sushi. But most sushi here in Springfield, Missouri, at least include a little avocado. Yeah. I think it's a very common filler um, along with like your cream cheeses, your cucumber. Um, It's just featured in so many roles because it really fits 
the like you can add it to just right. about any sushi it fits roll. It's the flavor not. profile of most of them. Yeah. And I love avocado in my rolls. So it's a bit of a point of contention. There's not a whole lot of places we can go to. We can request that they take avocado out of the roll. However, we just don't. So I love sushi. And I'll get to that in a little bit because I kind of want to contextualize what I'm going to say about craft sushi. Sure. So I'm going to save my you know prior sushi experiences until that point. So you walk in to craft sushi. They got a concrete floor. It's kind of a modern minimalist interior, almost like an Ikea. And Very I mean that, sterile. Yeah, I mean that in a neutral observational way it's not negative when i say it's like an ikea um actually really the interior reminded me a lot of a chipotle yeah neutral colors and it's fitting because like michael cho says it really is basically chipotle for sushi or subway Mm -hmm. but chipotle was just subway for burritos (laughs) i ordered a sweet chili pork roll and a seaweed salad the sweet chili roll featured house marinated spicy pork with apple carrots and avocado and was topped with a sweet chili sauce and the seaweed salad was really just seaweed in a little uh, bowl i like the sushi there's no particular flavor beyond a general freshness and the mild sweetness of the chili sauce the pleasure of eating was almost purely textural it had a nice blend of textures the chewiness of the seaweed wrap the stickiness of the rice the hard crunch from the carrots and the soft crunch from the apple which had been peeled so no sure skin a kind of soft creaminess from the avocado and that fatty moistness from the marinated pork, which was actually not spicy. So if you're put off by this description of spicy marinated pork, you should know it's it's not a spicy pork. What'd you get? I had the I'm craving Korean roll. <laughs> I really liked what that was topped with. I don't <laughs> typically like <laughs> items on menus with super mm-hmm. long names like that just because I'm embarrassed to order them. <laughs> uh, this had the sliced house marinated beef pickled slaw and apple topped with sweet soy and sriracha mayo yeah how'd you like it this one was a little spicier um i specifically picked it because it didn't have avocado and i kind of wanted to get a taste for their non-avocado rolls i also had the old bay roll oh which uh my good friend andrew not you who (laughs) i went to uh lunch with yesterday also got that one comes with crab, cream, cheese, apple, pickled jalapeno with Old Bay seasoning and your choice of sauce. We just both went for seafood sauce on our rolls. That nice Solid, orange sauce. Reliable. Um, which I'm actually, maybe a listener can elaborate on this. I don't know what's in that seafood sauce. My partner is always afeard that it is actually an avocado-based sauce uh. because it kind of has that creaminess of an avocado but we've just never really known. It's so delicious. I'm pretty sure it's just mayonnaise and <laughs> some other kind of seasoning. I love it. I could drink it straight from the bottle and often do. So neither of you guys got poke bowls? No, neither of us. I went straight for the rolls. I was actually really excited to customize my own sushi. But whenever I got in there and kind of looked at the options, I really clammed up and realized that I maybe am not qualified to choose what goes on a sushi roll because I really don't know how those flavors are fit to Uh come together. Sure. So I just went for their pre-made ones of which there are six different options. But out of those six, a good number of them without avocado. So right off the bat, very happy with my selections. One thing I was kind of taken aback by was the apple on all of these. Yeah, I'd never seen that before. You said yours had apple on it as well. So all three of our sushi rolls that we tried had apple on it, which I thought was pretty good. I did. I did too. And I think that may be a key factor in the fresh taste. Like I said, pretty bland, except that it tasted fresh. So when I say bland, it's not necessarily even a negative criticism, just an observation. Like when I said it was like an Ikea in there, not a lot of flavor, a lot of texture, just a very fresh feeling. Well, and it's kind of what you get from a cucumber in a roll, except with a little additional sweetness, uh-huh. like that same kind of crisp wateriness. I hate cucumber in the roll. Oh, really? Do not like it. I'm perfectly fine with it. I'm not like demanding if, it. But. If I see cucumber in the list of ingredients in my sushi roll, I'm out. I'm not ordering Really? That one. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's quite the statement. I, mine also had, one of them had jalapeno in it, jala, uh, pickled jalapeno, mm-hmm. which was something else I had never had in a sushi roll. I went back with a group a few nights later, and I got the I'm Craving Korean sure. poke bowl. Oh. And that was very good. That had a lot of flavor. And I think when I go back, I'm definitely going to be sticking with the poke bowl. They, there's a lot of poke bowl options as far as like what your rice or noodle can be, whereas there's only the one choice right now, mm-hmm. at least for the rolls. When it came down the line, the woman, who I'm actually assuming was Jenny Cho, said, do you want anything else on top of this? 
because I just ordered the standard signature item. I said, no, I think I'm good. And she said, you should get the tempura on top. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. She said, that, that's that been a favorite. And I'm so glad she did because it added that just one more layer of texture. Loved it. Really loved that. It was a great dish. They have a kind of eclectic mix of ingredients, all very fresh. I kind of hope that they add some more of these signature rolls, like the pre-made ones, just because even after leaving there, I still am not exactly sure how I would construct my own roll. Uh, maybe the poke bowl would be mm-hmm. a little easier. You can also yeah. kind of put that together. I do have some things to say about this. We're not going to give it a star rating, so we don't do that with new places, especially because a lot of times they're just getting on their feet. But we kind of want to give our first impressions. It's, it's fun. It sounds like we can both recommend people go check this out. You know, there's oh, nothing, yeah. Yeah, nothing real negative to say about it. I want to talk just a little bit about something that I really like about this place. It is not even necessarily related to my own experiences tasting their food. Okay. So sushi is usually this revered dish. It's hailed for being somehow both simple and almost impossibly difficult to get right. You know, sushi chefs cha- train for years and years to nail it. And they can be incredibly precious about the preparation. And unless the chef is an absolute expert, that preciousness tends to lead to disappointment if the sushi isn't the very best thing the eater has ever eaten. At least sure. that's my experience. You know what I'm talking about? This happens a lot in Springfield where you'll hear, you'll read interviews and people talk about, oh, I nailed the Japanese style of making sushi and you eat it and it's just good. It's just good, you know? And I want that five star sushi experience and I'm always let down whenever people build up their own sushi. This isn't to say that I am against having so called precious sushi. I plan vacations around eating, and I plan specifically around getting good sushi on the West Coast. I've done omakase at Sugarfish. One of the best meals I've ever had was at this 100-year-old sushi place in Seattle. Lindsay and I went there together and just kept ordering. It was crazy. Like, it was so good that we kind of couldn't stop. So what I'm saying is I love sushi in, like, the most pretentious way possible. And the most pretentious thing I'm going to say is that, as far as I know, Springfield has never had, like, a great four or five star sushi place. It's usually like three, three and a half. That's no shade at any of those places. It's hard to get fresh fish in Springfield. And it's not like we're going to have white bass sushi, you know, from Table Rock (laughs) Lake. And even now the craft sushi is open. We still don't have a four or five star sushi place in my opinion, but craft sushi is different from these other sushi places in town because it does not bother with all the performative preciousness. I really love that. It just jettisons that whole notion. And craft sushi embraces the identity of being an assembly line sushi spot. And it focuses on fresh local ingredients over that stuffy presentation. Like this is a very Springfield restaurant in that way. Like you gather the best ingredients together and then just like have some high school or college kids just jam it all into one (laughs) little spot. You know, this this is sushi for people that are kind of put off by the loftiness associated with sushi. Like sushi for the masses, and it's pretty good. It's not the best sushi in town by a long shot, but it's its own thing, like a different kind of more egalitarian sushi option. I'm into it. So that, it, it, that's my spiel about that. And they also have like tofu and edamame and some kind of like higher class, I guess you would say, ingredients on there. Just ingredients that aren't going to come on your normal, say, Philly roll or something like almost candy sushi that's just going to have your cream cheese in Uh there, avocado, mayonnaise sauce. It seems like they had some options to where if you kind of knew what you were doing, you could really make a lovely flavor profile while also eating vegan. Totally. However your diet. Yeah. A couple minor criticisms. Number one, the soundtrack Milk a toast 90 rock overhead. I don't need any Natalie and Buglia while I'm eating sushi. <laughs> Give me something halfway decent. I ugh, music was so bad both times. Ugh. I can't remember what music was playing in there. Uh, yeah, I, I have a hard time tuning out music anytime it's playing. Sure. If it's like bad music <laughs> or not even bad, just music I actively don't enjoy listening to. It kind of distracts me from whatever conversation I'm trying to have, which I actually went with people one of the times. <laughs> I wasn't alone <laughs> the second time I went this week. Another thing. Sauce container circumference. You know, they give you the little plastic containers to put the soy sauce in. The sauce container circumference was smaller than the sushi roll circumference. Ooh, that's no good. Made it real difficult to do the traditional like one-third horizontal dunk. Gotta gotta expand that (laughs) circumference, craft sushi. (laughs) Give me that wide bowl. (laughs) Andy needs a wide bowl. (laughs) Other than that, cool place. Definitely gonna go back. It's a great lunch option. If you work around there, Definitely stop by Craft Sushi. Just a couple stray observations from me. No soda. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> no no fountain whatsoever. There were four different... Um, teas. Guess, yeah, p- teas, and then one was a lemonade. 
like a couple unsweet options, a sweet option, a lemonade, all served in like these nice little spigots, like like you would see at a wedding. Like, yeah, I think they had four teas and a lemonade when I was there, but zero soda. And I can't really decide if I like that or not. I'd really prefer not to have a soda with my meal or really any meal because it's horrible corn mm-hmm. water. <laughs> but yeah, definitely a, a pretty bold move there, at least in my summation. Yeah. I didn't even see a cooler back there no. that you could buy like a bottle of Coke out of. So I don't know. There's a bold move. That's all I can really say for it. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of sweet options, Dan, hanging out with you is a sweet option, buddy. <laughs> can't wait to do it again next week what are we going to be talking about andy next week oh wait 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 before we do that i was a guest on this week's episode of the quality check podcast which is a really fun show about movies hosted by some guys who work in news here in town they had me on to talk about the new movie creed 2 and the rocky series in general because i love that series so much it's probably my favorite series of all time even though i don't really care about sports at all especially boxing anyway check that out if you feel so inclined i've been listening to the quality check for over a year and it's really cool to get to go on there and talk rocky Go to qualitycheck.blog if you want to check that out. And be warned, it's not as family-friendly as our show. Okay, Dan, next week. Andy, next week we are hitting up Glenstone. We're going to Coyote's Adobe Cafe. Yeah, Glenstone's own. But we will not be alone this time, Dan. We have some very special guests, some gentlemen who are starting their own podcast. A couple dudes from a role-playing show called Pretending to be People will be joining us. I believe that's going to be Thomas and Zach. Cool dudes. Really looking forward to this. It's going to be a real bro-down. Oh, it's going to be a real (laughs) bro-down (laughs) hoedown. We're going to drink some wings. We're going to drink some wings and eat some beers. (laughs) Like bros. (laughs) Hey, I'm getting a little hungry. Give me a beer. I'm going to put those wings in a blender. (laughs) (laughs) It's another death match. (laughs) No, it's not. No, it's not. No, never again. No, no more death matches. I'm still going to live forever, though. See you guys next week. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of sweet options, Dan, hanging out with you is a sweet option, buddy. (laughs) Can't wait to do it again next week. What are we going to be talking about? I still have a little more. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Um... No, I don't really have anything else.